Just a friendly reminder that the opinions expressed on this show are not worth a Canadian penny, so disregard anything you hear that might get anyone in trouble. And despite some of the great ideas you may hear, don't try them at home. Go to friend's house instead. Welcome to episode 269 for Slam Fry Radio for August 23rd, 2018. I'm one of your hosts, Kelly Lynn. And I'm another one of your hosts, Adriel Michaud. And I'm the temp, Brian. <laughs> yeah, he's back. Temporarily. I'm temporarily, tempor- yeah, I'm temporarily, temporarily temping. Yeah, temporarily 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 temping. Yeah. Uh, what's going on with Trevor? Adriel, do you know? Oh yeah, um, yeah. He uh, he just messaged me before the show here. Um, I don't know if you guys know, but he's in a, a small town in uh, New Brunswick, and uh, he's yeah. actually a, a part of a homeowners association. And uh, part of being a homeowners association, he wasn't mowing his lawn, and he forgot to. And they finally threatened to uh, to give him a fine, so he had to mow his lawn real quick. So um, fine. He's, yeah, he's uh, he's mowing his lawn now. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. No. Do you no. Think that- I think he has a guy for that. I'm pretty sure. <laughs> <laughs> actually do that's too manual labor for trevor <laughs> that's not how that works the squire or stable boy or somebody isn't it yeah i forget which i don't know yeah. anyways somebody so, named price uh, that would be the stable boy <laughs> yeah, i think yeah. he's supposed to be cutting trevor's grass okay probably right. well one of these days he's gonna come back right He's a teacher. He gets most of the summer off, so he's traveling. Yeah, he's busy, like, traveling across the country and having fun and uh, doing all sorts of cool stuff while the rest of us have to work like suckers. I know. I I heard he was investigating, like, stuff that doesn't exist, like... um, Investigating treasure? Pirate treasure? (laughs) Yeah, literally. (laughs) Mythical pirate treasure. I should have put the truth in the show notes. He's investigating pirate (laughs) treasure. Nobody (laughs) would believe it. That was actually better than the homeowners association story. Yeah, yeah. Sure. definitely. <laughs> it's one of the two. He's, you know, he says he's getting his nerd on, but I said, you already have your nerd on 24 seven, Trevor. Come on. I know you totally beat me to that. response. <laughs> <laughs> Come on, it's Trevor. Come on. Yeah. Anyways, but we love him and we hope he comes back soon. Cause we miss him. So anyways, no. why don't we talk about what we did in guns? And before we do that, we'll talk about the Calgary Shooting Center. So what we did in guns this week is brought to you by the Calgary Shooting Center, Center which is Canada's premier firearms retailer. Right now they have American Eagle 9mm uh, 147 grain. A box of 50 is on for 16 bucks. That's pretty good, isn't it? Yes. Yeah. Um, yeah. No, it is. I, never, I never buy ammo, so I always make my own. So, yeah. yeah. Well, some of us still need to buy it. So 147. Some of us like our ammo to work. Yep. Oh, yeah. That's, yeah. We'll get to that. Mm. <laughs> Did I strike a chord? Yeah, maybe. Wow. <laughs> Whoops. I didn't mean to, but uh, I'm glad I <laughs> And did. it's not so bad, except, oh, wait. I loaded them. Yeah. That's oh. yeah. Okay. So since you haven't been here in forever in two days, Brian, why don't you tell us uh, what we did, what you did in guns, because, you know, you're taking over for Trevor, apparently. So, oh, gosh. Yeah. yeah. And and I've realized today that, wow, it has been a long time because there's a bunch of stuff I didn't talk about. Um, mm-hmm. And one of the things we should talk about, uh, the first thing I'll talk about is my Kraken showed sure. up. 
Dang. a long time ago. You're cracking. Like really, my, yeah. Um, it was it was actually uh, manufactured on the day uh, that that uh, Ryan said it would be, and I and I got it later that week, so I got it in time for an event at Milcon. So nice. I actually got to use it, and you can see it fits nice, even with my the CL site that nobody likes except me. Um, <laughs> so that's that's fine, but. Obviously, it would also work if somebody had, you know, a slide mounted red dot, that kind of thing. So it's, yep. it's cool for that. Um, I've got it mounted on my G code, G code um, hanger, so it fits on my drop leg holster on my battle belt, and it worked fine for me uh, when I was using it at. Um, oh gosh, it's a long time ago now. It, has it been like two months since I've been on the show? It's it been feels like two months. Yeah. Time. Yeah, about two yeah, months. a long time. So anyway, so I, I took it to Milk and I, we were doing kind of a steel, a speed, a speed practice. It was basically practicing steel challenge type drills. Um, so it and it worked fine for that. Uh, it, was, it was really good. I had a really good time using it. Um, still getting used to the CL site. Um, and honestly, I haven't really touched the pistol since that event because eh. life yeah, happened. So um, but I'm really I'm really happy with it. The, the holster is um really solid you can see it's pretty beefy kydex yep. um it's not quite adriel's not quite as thick as the double kydex for the holsters that you were talking about but it's mm -hmm. it's certainly more than i thought it was the same that. i thought i measured i measured mine and you measured yours and it was exactly the same width wasn't it maybe i don't know that was a long time ago and those are numbers and i forgot so i know we did have a conversation about it but anyway um and uh it Holds the pistol real solid without very much tension on the screws. It's is it, is it nice and clicky? Um, yeah, I would say it's nice and clicky. Um, I did actually um, have to work it in, and and I've uh, been really holding the slide closed when I when I put it in the holster because it'll actually grab the slide and kind of force it at a battery, which is not the end of the world. It's in the holster, right? The gun's not supposed to go off anyway, so. Um, one of the, the, the only slight downside, and this is not a fault of the holster in any way. Um, I realized afterwards that there's enough difference in the profile on the slide between the 320 and the 250 that my 250 won't fit in the same holster. My Safari Land does, this one won't. It's just the, the 250 is much more square in profile on the slide. So it just, I can't use this holster with it. So mm -hmm. or I could, but. I have to really force it and kind of work it in. And then this one wouldn't hold as well. So yeah, I'll stick it for the gun that it's meant for. So I'm really happy with it. It's, yeah, I mean, uh, it's solid. You know, it's how's the wiggle. How's the wiggle on it? Like four and aft. Nothing. I don't know if I showed you the, uh, the wiggle on my, uh, on my red Hill tactical for the, uh, shadow two, but it's, it's substantial. I'll maybe I'll grab it while you're uh, still yeah. going through your stuff. Yeah, sure. Um, yeah, no, no wiggle, no, no wiggle it here at all. And I think that's probably good. I like it uh, wiggle free. I like wiggle, but not in my whole thing. <laughs> I'm not ever going to leave that alone, Kelly. No, just just let going. that slide. Okay. Um, while we're talking about the 320, this is different than the 320 I had last time I was on the show because this one has actually had the free upgrade from um, Six Hour. Um, I got the, All right. I got the email from Sig. Oof, a month ago and said, yeah, you can send your gun in. And I talked to them and said, okay, look, how long is it going to take to, to get finished? And cause I've got a national competition coming up at the end of the end of the summer. And I don't want to get kind of SOL'd. And literally uh, I sent it off 
And I had a door knocker at my house in six days, hmm. like fast. That so, fast. you know, yeah. That's seven, seven days. Yeah, it was, or no, sorry, not six days, seven days. And then, so I had eight days until I got the gun back. So it was great. Um, and the trigger is nice, just as good as it was before. I, I literally haven't shot the pistol since I've got it back. Um, I was supposed to go to the range on Monday and I was tired, so I didn't go. So maybe tomorrow I'll actually go because I have to reserve the site because I did take the sea all off before I sent it in because I didn't want them to be responsible for screwing up my site. And why why make why give them the opportunity to make a mistake that both sides would be unhappy about? So, um, yeah, I'm happy with it. I don't notice any difference. I'm still not dropping my gun. So it is what it is. So. So that's cool. So it's it's all upgraded and safe as can be now. So um, just, you know, follow the same basic safety rules. Don't drop it. Don't drop it. Don't, you know, control where <laughs> your muscle goes. Keep your finger off the trigger, yeah. all that kind of stuff. So so that's yeah. cool. Um, yeah, we'll see. Uh, let's see. Now, what else have I been doing? So, hey, service what? rifle, because that's like my real passion, right? Yep. Pistol, pistol's fun. I love pistol, but. Real passion service rifle. So, um, quite a while ago, I was at Milkun for like a one day service rifle clinic. We were doing um, distance shooting uh, from 300 meters to 500 meters, um, practicing those, those match stages. That was fine. It was it was good. Um, and then about two weeks ago, now I took a five day course at Milkun um, yeah. to working on service rifle. Uh, first day we spent most of the day actually at just working at a hundred yards, working on position and stuff and having um, national level coaches really look at your position and tweak things and adjust things was fantastic. Uh, so my prone position has changed a lot. I'm much more straight behind the gun now, um, which makes it much easier for me to control recoil. Um, also, I'm using a lot more trigger, a lot more finger in the trigger. Um, completely different than a lot of people who shoot. Like, I know a lot of people, with, especially with rifle, just want to use the tip of their finger. Right. And So um, you're using the pad as opposed, or you're using the knuckle, first joint. So you're going to show uh, us. I'm going to show you. So for, for those who are listening... Whoa, what is going on? No, what are you doing? Oh, yeah. No, no, no. It's it's all good. (laughs) What? Oh, yeah. No, Um, by by going into like the big knuckle on your trigger finger, you're totally shortening the your finger. The lever that actually pulls. Oh, I know. In my mind. (laughs) What are you doing? But it works. It really, well, really does. I must. Like you, you've yeah. been shooting pretty well recently here. <laughs> yeah, yeah. No, yeah. The results have, have proved out. Um, now, strangely, I wouldn't do that with a pistol. It's still just enough different. But with a rifle where you're locked in with your shoulder and your forearm or the gun resting on a magazine. Torquing? No. You're straight no, back. No. Oh yeah. Well, it's you just all good. squeeze a little bit. Why don't you bit put your, because... just your whole mitt in there and just well, because then I can't grip the gun, <laughs> but I've actually, I've even shortened my grip. I've, I've taken the, the back, so, the medium size off the Myad and yeah. put the small one on so that I can reach oh, a little oh, closer. You yeah. yeah you I was That's having a little so bit of trouble. Weird. Yeah, I know. Right. So it, is that a common thing? Are, are, are there a lot of like top end competitors like doing that with their trigger finger? Um, yes and no. Um, it's something 
Keith and Linda um, spent a lot of time teaching the military teams. So yeah. they're using military triggers. They're not using pound and a half. Right. Elfman speed triggers. Right. So they're, right. they're shoot, pulling stuff that's six or eight pounds. And this is a way to just lighten that trigger pull in a sense, because you're not now pulling at the end of your, you think about it, you're applying, let me put this rifle down before I drop it. Cause that's what I do. I drop stuff. Um, you've got a lever. And the load is on the end of your finger. Well, if you make the lever long, it takes a lot of force to lift that load at the end of the lever. If you move the load closer to the pivot point and your first knuckle, then you have less force to lift the same, the same load. So, Blow my it, mind. you know, I know, right? It works. I, my results have been good. Um, I, uh, so we spent the first day shooting positionally, uh, working on kneeling, standing, um, prone stuff uh we got a, got to do a little bit of shooting at 200 yards the first day and then the rest of the the rest of the five days we were shooting the basically ran through the matches we ran through all the matches for nationals uh three times um and despite some other challenges i was having with equipment um every day my scores got better i haven't gotten to the point where i've gotten my absolute best overall score but i had a lot of personal bests on a lot of events um had a lot of um, you know max possible scores in, in different in different events. It worked out well, um, and because I got those three practices in, I'm so much more confident now. I'm back. I worked at a whole bunch of stuff. Um, just I got rid of a bunch of gremlins that creep in because hey, shooting's a perishable skill, and I haven't shot service rifle for about a year, so um, and it worked out pretty well for me because the end of the event was actually the uh, Operational Shooting Association Championship, and I won. Nice. Well, that's good. I Nicely like that's done. First time I've ever actually won a service rifle match, a complete match. Hmm. So I'm pretty okay. stoked about that. Yeah, pretty happy. Um, the International Barrels Barrel worked out real fine, shooting yeah. some really nice groups. Um made some um, adjustments to my forend and that sort of thing. Cause I realized that it wasn't actually free floating as much as I thought it was. And mm. so that's important to fix. Um, Kelly, I remember back in the days when you were on that other show, uh-huh. new shooter or something, yeah. you, you had some people from vortex come in and talk about no. optics or was that on this show? It was on this show. Okay, cool. Better yep. yet. Um, so, um, and one of the things they <laughs> talked about was that, you know, every once in a while you should wind your scope all the way up and all the way down. Yes. And I've learned that that's important because my yes. scope was sticking because um, yes. I hadn't done that. So by the end of the weekend, um, I had everything actually so the scope would hold zero and actually adjust properly and that sort of thing. Nice. I had I had some interesting stuff happen to me at uh, the first time I shot at 500 yards. Why? Um, what happened? Well, so the targets are up in front of a concrete wall, and in front of that is an earthen bank called a mantlet. Um, And when you put your first two sighting shots into that mantlet, you're not doing well. It's not not good. Not good at all. Okay. So luckily, my first shot on score, I managed to catch the four-foot screen so I could see actually where I was hitting. Um, And okay, so that worked out. Um, by the end of the series of four matches uh, from 500, I had shot my absolute best 500 aggregate. Nice. Ever. So it's it 
straightened out. It was all it was all good, and the and the scope's been good since. Um, but one of the things I'm doing now is frequently checking the zero. Like that's I went back to um, was at the range actually on the weekend um, after I made some adjustments to the four end to actually make it free floating. So I re-zeroed it again, and I'll take it tomorrow when I go to the range and right. just check the zero just to make sure it's yeah. it's holding. So. Hopefully, um, I could do a box test, but I probably won't just because I got other stuff to do. Nationals is coming up, so I want to work on. Yeah, what are you going to be doing for that? What do you, I was going to ask you? What do you okay? So I was going to shoot the whole thing this year, that was my plan. That was on the family calendar for months. Okay, and then my wife looked at the family calendar. Oh, I hate when they do that. <laughs> oh, yeah. It's been on the week. calendar the whole time, honey. Yeah. Um, so now I'm just shooting service rifle. <laughs> just which is actually it's still like it's still half the event. It's still, you know, I'm shooting for four days. So yeah. Um and I'm shoot I'm shooting the event that I really, really want, which is service rifle. So Okay. That's cool. that's cool. So I, I miss out on the pistol, I missed out on precision rifle, which I don't care one way or the other. So I, that's okay. Trying to find that balance with family and fun is important. Um, it's quieter if <laughs> things are much happier uh, for some people. Yeah. <laughs> no. You know, there's the, the, there's that whole phrase, you know, that you know, um, if she ain't happy, you ain't happy. I, and there's something to be said for that. I I'm not convinced that. If uh, she's happy, you are happy. I don't know if it matters if the husband's happy. I don't. I just don't know. <laughs> it is. But you're <laughs> going to go and do something that you you want to do. You're, oh yeah, you're no, I'm still getting to do the, 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 the yeah. That's what. Part of it. So, um, so I'm still yeah. getting to shoot. Um, my, you know, I am sponsored by International Barrel, so I definitely wanted to shoot the barrel yeah. at nationals. Um, and I will be shooting with and against Ryan Stacy, uh, with the Stacy Meyer profile barrel that uh, should beat him with his own barrel that would be just poetic i'm yeah that's kind of the plan that's what that's what i'm gonna go do is that's my intent right if it works out it works out if not whatever it is it is how it is if it it doesn't work out blame him uh, i was just gonna say (laughs) You know, no, yeah, no, you don't no, want to take the road. No, 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 I really don't because um, he's responsible for how he shoots and I'm responsible for how I shoot. And yeah. that's, that's all. So you yeah. Have... Isn't it service rifle is, is like a reflection of the shooter. Like what? Yeah. 90%, 95% versus the equipment. Yeah. 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 You can't really, um, and once and everyone's equipment, especially you get it to the open. Well, you've got two classes that that shoot at national. So you got the Canadian Forces, and so they're all shooting the same equipment. They're all shooting C7s. They're all shooting um, uh, IBI ammo. Um, and then the the civilian competitors can bring whatever they want, but there's not that big a difference um, hmm. equipment wise. I mean, the ammo is good. Uh, most people are using hand loads, so that's good. But there's also really good factory ammo now optics are decent everyone's running you know 19 20 inch barrels it's there's not a lot of difference in equipment anyway so it's, even even though uh the military have to, has to run mil spec which is trash compared to what you're shooting uh they're they're not that far behind or they're right in no. there with you yeah, guys. yeah 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 no um there's um there's always been every time i've shot there's been a few military guys that finish ahead of me for sure hmm. that happened again last year so um yeah I'm There's sure you've just, seen the meme there where it's like 
my equipment's mil-spec. Ha, it's much better than mil-spec. <laughs> yeah, yeah. No, it's, yeah, no, there's something to be said for that. Um, but it's it's not like mil-spec is terrible. It's just, you know, we have well, other Well, and for, for a competition like Service Rifle, it's it's more the shooter. Like, And I think that's... Yeah. Yeah. Definitely. Well, yeah. And I think you'll find that for most competitions, it's more the shooter. Um, you can give a really good shooter mediocre equipment you know, not high zoot brand name stuff and they'll still smoke people. Yeah, like it, a Narenko, you know, bolt action. Just saying. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I've I've got trophies over there on my wall that I won with a Narenko rifle. So it, yeah, no. it is it is how it is. Doesn't yeah. equipment is not as big a deal as people make it out to be. It's equipment is easy to say oh, I can spend a few hours on the internet and research this, and then I can slot my credit card down and I can buy this. Ultimately, it's practice. That's what makes the difference for people, for competitors. Um, so you, and, I was going to say, you spent, a little, you spent less time this year doing competitions than you did actually doing training, though, for the competition that you want to shoot at. Yeah, yeah, which is more a factor of life than anything. I'd yeah. love to have been doing more competition stuff, but... Yeah. trying to find that that balance and and stuff and i just there's just i'm running out of time the kids are getting older i gotta spend more time dragging them around and picking them up and all that stuff drive soon and date i know right <laughs> i didn't and, uh, and then when they start driving it's like great you guys you can drive yourself to and from what you're doing and i'm stuck home because you've got the car damn yeah. <laughs> eh. well i can drive I, fire yeah. i guess whatever that's, that's part of it. that's what i should be doing Actually, I should be doing tonight instead of podcasting, but oh, well, I'm here. Thanks. Podcasting. So it's, I'm you. here for the listeners. Yes, I, because you care. You. The listeners, thank you. I think. I think. I ran. Thank you. I don't know. I don't know. We'll, yeah, we'll see. We'll find out afterwards. Yeah, I don't, I don't know. Um, yeah, I just couldn't come up with an excuse not to podcast tonight. So <laughs> anyway, uh, yeah. So I think, oh, let's see. Um, I also sold a trigger this week. Oh, did you? Week. Yeah. Um, I had purchased a Guys Lee um, last winter oh, yeah. when, I was, when I was going to build an SLR, and then I realized that I don't really need an unrestricted rifle. It doesn't help me what I'm for what I'm doing. So I kept the uh, Guys Lee around in case my trigger tech crapped out again. But um, I think I've got over a thousand rounds. Oh, well over twelve hundred rounds over in this this replacement trigger tech that I got last year. It's fine. Um, the the course I did at Milcon five days, I shot over eight hundred rounds of mm. decent ammo in in that time trigger was fine the whole time so um i didn't need the trigger so i sold it to trevor so oh it's yeah, winning you, it's yeah put it put a mil spec trigger in your bag just in case and uh good enough yeah actually that's a good idea I should i gotta remember to do that um i also sold my uh, lightweight upper that i built last year because eh, i actually don't really need it for anything so i can use the money for other stuff um it's actually, I've already spent the money on other stuff just because <laughs> hobbies. Um, yeah, yeah I've, I've picked up other um, not cheap hobbies recently. Mm, so saw that. that that happens. Um, carbon fiber costs money. Uh, you don't talk to me about, I'm trying to talk myself out of carbon fiber. Okay. Just leave me alone. Um, and then I've got some optics for sale. Um, I want to sell my loophole uh, Mark AR. Um, I may sell a couple of pistols. I don't know. You we'll should see. you should mention some details on the show because uh, I mentioned some details last week, and it, boy, it worked. Yeah. <laughs> we so 
I've got a, um, you know, I've got this loophole Mark Air one and a half to four uh, fire dot reticle with uh, with zero actually custom zero zero stop um, adjustments. And Did you put a bolt in it so when it hits it, it stops. Uh, actually, I had Korth do that. It was it wasn't just it wasn't just me. It was Korth doing it. Yeah, With the Dremel so, and uh, some ugly. Yeah, like, no, it was it was done by professionals, not by not by me. Um, and I have a couple options for mounts for it. So right now, it's got an Aero Precision Ultralight mount on it. So it's actually a really light optic. So um, if someone's into um, medium to low powered optics that are super light, I would be willing to part with it for money. Um, mm-hmm. If I didn't have that, uh, yeah. If I didn't have that other one to four, that's that's actually the mount I want as well. Hmm. Hmm. Would you you sell just the mount? Well, let's see. I have this mount, the loophole mount that came with the rifle, so I could possibly part with the arrow precision. Mm -hmm. We Mm -hmm. could work a deal, probably Mm -hmm. outside of outside the confines of the show. Okay, all right. That's, yeah, that's feasible. Um, I'm probably going to sell my P250 pistol. Really? I don't really use it. Yeah, I like it, but eh, you know. Nah, nah. They're like in the States, I could see it. It's super cheap. It's double action. It's reliable. It's a, a, a great carry piece. But here in Canada, <laughs> go to the range and pull in that trigger all the time. <laughs> hey, uh, uh, it's, it's got to be better than an XD in 45. Uh, yeah, seriously, like, yeah. <laughs> like it's it's way better than that. So, yeah. and you know, I've got uh, my old Smith revolver that I don't use. I might sell that too. So, the uh, patrolman, yeah. What is it here? Let me see. I think it's so, worth like cycling that kind of stuff and and keeping the stuff that you that you use, right? Like because well, some it. guys will get into collecting and then it, it ends up just sitting on a wall and not doing anything for you, right? Well, this is it. Um, and I just have other hobbies that I want to spend money on. So, um. Yeah, so we'll see. Uh, you know, if somebody's interested in a 357 Magnum revolver, Smith and Wesson. Um, let's see, what version is this? I can't even remember. Oh yeah, t- model 28-3. So if anyone's interested, message me. We can work something out. It's all good because there's nothing like turning the podcast into a swap meet. <laughs> yeah, per- I'll trade stuff. you a derailleur for the, 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 the Smith and Wesson. <laughs> no, I really don't want a derailleur. I'm good. Okay. No, I'm uh, I'm all good with that. So, all right, cool. Um, I think that's kind of it. The rest of it is now. I'm just getting ready for nationals. I leave oh the third, the Monday after. Yeah, the Monday of the long weekend, and I head to okay. Ottawa. So it'll be a week of good fun, and then uh, hopefully I'll. Uh, get a chair ride after the event and it'll be fabulous either way it's going to be a good time and i'm going to shoot the best nationals i've ever shot and it should be a real positive experience and then back to real life yeah but man that's that's what falls for real life work real life work grown beards no yeah who who the hell want to do that it's bizarre. Apparently, yeah. there's apparently there's lists of people who can and cannot have beards. You're one. I didn't. I didn't know <laughs> there was such a list or where I placed on it. So now you do. Yeah, I don't know. Adriel's allowed. You're not. Trevor allowed. Matthew not. You guys just. Yeah, you know what? If I thought we had any number of female listeners, I'd ask the listeners what they think for the watchers. But eh. there, there's reasons why. Okay. <laughs> okay. <laughs> <You> can... <laughs> okay. 
All right. You can share that privately with me later. And I'm willing to bet there'll be somebody else who will give me her opinion. She already did. It's on the podcast. Uh, it's on oh. the live stream. Oh, okay. I haven't looked there. So <laughs> yeah. that's that's more high tech than I'm capable of right now. So Yes. Anyway. You look very distinguished. Let me say that, though. It means older. Sure. <laughs> <laughs> sure. Guess what? I'm older. P- people keep telling me how old I am now. So, you know, like, yeah. I'm, I'm officially at middle age based on life expectancy. Absolutely. <laughs> so. Uh, okay. I'm still not as old as you, Cal. Yeah, whatever. <laughs> you need to move your mic. I'm getting grumpy now. <laughs> <laughs> By the way, you, you need to move your mic. <laughs> <laughs> hey, a- do you want to do you want to throw it over to Adriel, or do you want me to? At, well, I think Adriel could uh, probably talk about what he's doing next. Yeah. I could just he's the next one on the in. list. I could just hop in here and talk about it. Yeah, yeah. Just butt in. Just yeah. cut me off. Yeah. Talk over me. Just, hey. just roll with that. Hey, hey, it's my turn. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, one thing I wanted to mention, and, and uh, I didn't get a chance earlier on because I forgot about it, but um, we are testing Zencaster right now. So uh, what you might find is that if you're listening to the podcast, our audio quality is much nicer. If you're watching okay. us on Hangouts, it's the same as always. Mm-hmm. Hopefully, hopefully. So this is something that we're testing out to uh, give better audio audio quality to our podcast listeners. Uh, speaking of our listeners, <laughs> uh, they bought the uh, Sam 1911 and Glock 17 off me. So those are gone. Um, and I still have the XDM 45 ACP. Those don't seem to be very popular. Mm-hmm. And Savage 10 TR and MDT. Uh, aside from that, because I saw Any, that Glock. Anyone got- who wants the the XDM 45 should buy the P250 and 9mm instead. <laughs> I was just going to say. You're just going to jump on top of that. Yeah. If you were considering the XDM in 45, you should just get the P250 and 9mm instead. <laughs> it's a much better choice. <laughs> Uh, I paid this. It, it literally is like no joke. It literally is a better choice. <laughs> better in what case? Does it shoot bigger bullets? No. Come on. <laughs> uh, maybe more reliable. Maybe better. Yeah. Uh, okay. This is a Mossberg 510 in uh, 20 gauge. So I was at Cabela's. I've been looking for one of these. They don't come up very often in the uh, equipment exchange on CGN or anything like that. Um, and I found one at Cabell's for three twenty, three hundred twenty bucks. Cute. Uh, yeah, it's a little Hobbit shotgun. Yeah. Uh, and you'd think like, oh, 20 gauge, it's not that bad, but it's five pounds. It's super light, so it does recoil. It does still like give some kick to it. So, uh, this is for my boy, and uh, he can hold it up and pump it and shoot it and that kind of thing. But the recoil does kick him quite a bit. There's no way to add like an extension tube on, on there. It kicks him pretty pretty hard because it's like it's such a light gun. It gets a real good like run yeah. at you before it uh, before it hits your shoulder, right? Yeah. Uh, so I bought that, and then I went to the range with him. Uh, we shot some twenty twos. We shot the Marlin seven ninety five. Um, I put that M Carbo trigger kit in it. Worked great. I really like it. Does it takes up all the pre travel? Uh, the seven ninety five has quite a bit of pre travel in it, and uh, with all that pre travel taken out, pretty much all the pre travel taken out, it's a it's a really nice single stage. And uh, you can really rock it pretty quick and it's lighter. So that's nice. Uh, I tested my air 15 with that new Timmy trigger and it gave yeah. me the same problems as the <laughs> Elfman. So not a trigger problem. Here's my next hypothesis. I'm going off of 
the theory of uh, what, exclusion, like trying to to yep. take take things out one at a time. And uh, as you can see now, my nice white AR is not completely all white now. I've got a black lower here, so it's not no longer a, stor a complete stormtrooper AR. Um, so I'm going to test it with this other lower in here. Theory is uh, that other lower was uh, some of the pins were out of spec. Maybe the trigger maybe. pins were out of spec, and maybe that hammer. Uh, was fine with a componentized kind of a hammer, but with like a drop-in cassette, it's not getting, it's not hitting that hammer quite low enough, and sometimes it's coming back up. So, I, like this is again, I'm just like taking shots at the dark at this at this point because uh, I'm not able to uh, um, see the hammer mechanism as it's firing. That would be cool. Yeah. <laughs> I've got a slow mo camera. As long if I could just cut a hole in the side of my upper, I would like I would be done. <laughs> I would have figured this out by now. But uh, um, yeah, so far I'm going to try the, the new lower, and if that doesn't work, I don't know. Then I got to try some <laughs> other stuff. <laughs> hmm. Yeah. But the uh, the gas block looks fine. It hasn't moved, um, and I think it's recoiling all the way. So I'll have to uh, I'll have to keep working on that. And I'm gonna I'm gonna try that out. <laughs> Hopefully before my next three gun match. I don't really like showing up with untested equipment, but I do it yeah, quite often. When, when is that? <laughs> uh, September eighth. September eighth. September eighth. Oh boy, I have two yeah, weekends. You need to get to the range. I gotta get to it. I seem to go to the range every weekend now. Okay uh okay so there's the ar so i that's that's my backup lower that's an aero precision uh lower which would match really nicely with that aero precision uh, optic mount that you've got there brian they they fit so well they should they just belong together uh broke some clays with the 510 boy is it worked great like <laughs> i i i loved it it's a little bit short and uh this the safety is actually a little bit too loose when i fired it um every once in a while uh the safety would bump onto safe or half on safe so i'd have to flick it back over but uh, it's working just fine uh, it does kick quite a bit more than uh some of the other guns i have i have a partis 20 gauge it's heavier it's got a 26 inch barrel this one's got an 18 inch barrel yeah. And it does not recoil nearly as much. It's gas operated. It's a heavier gun. Uh, but I think I still need to make this one work. So um, I might I might get like a really, really soft recoil pad because this one is squishy. But it's not as it's not as soft as some of like the really like jelly ones that you can get that uh, that really soak up the recoil. So I might get something that uh, soaks it up, soaks it up a little bit more. Mm. Uh, I think last week I talked about getting DQ'd uh, at my three-gun match. Yeah, you did. I, got, I found my holster. Okay. <laughs> my holster was actually in my ammo tin. I think I put it in. I blamed all my buddies. Where'd you put my holster? And uh, I, I think I put it into the uh, uh, my, my ammo tin. But uh, I torqued it down quite a bit. Now it's got... This is, this is what I like about a holster is a real clicky one where it's in or it's out. And when it's in... You get that firm here. click in, and yeah. it's not moving up and down. It's this is actually a, a really firm grip on here. It is not going to come out out of this uh, this holster, no matter what you do. Um, Brian, why I was asking you about that holster was because I've got this holster for my Shadow Two, and it's got quite a bit of fore and aft movement on it, and uh, I don't like it because uh, when it's fore, it it actually pops out quite easily, and when it's aft, when it's when it's back to the back, it it's real grabby and it doesn't want to let go. So I might have to return this one and, and get them to uh, check it out and maybe send me a new one. But uh, uh, maybe I'll throw it to the listeners. 
should I get? Here's here's my two thought uh, thought patterns here. So I want to I want to get something from Highlander Tactical. Should I get a Kraken holster for the Shadow Two, uh, which is a non-retention uh, holster, or should I get a retention holster for my Glock? Something with a strap that goes over top. They don't make one that has a strap over top for the Shadow Two because uh, I, I don't think they do. If they do, I'll, I'll get one of those because I think a, sh- a retention holster on a Shadow 2, you get this nice heavy guys. I was actually shooting this on the weekend and I, it, it's excellent. Um, I could definitely see where it, <laughs> it was uh, working with my bad technique because I was running some ammo that was not super uh, not super reliable in it. It's actually a little bit long for, the, for a Shadow 2 and I was getting a jam every once in a while and I could see when I was pulling the trigger that uh, uh, I was dipping the, the uh, muzzle ever so slightly on target. You'd never know that the hits were great. And that's, I think it's because it's got, it's got such a nice trigger on it. Yeah. Such a great trigger on it. And uh, it was making up for my uh, poor technique, less than, than optimal technique. We'll say. So uh, I guess I'll put it out to listeners. Should I get a Kraken uh, shadow two holster or should I get the, uh, the retention uh, holster for my Glock? Okay, Adriel, at this point, you have a functional holster for your Glock and a questionable holster for your Shadow, correct? Correct. Maybe you should address the questionable holster rather than having I'm going two to. holsters. I'm going to, but there, go on the CGNE, you will not find a Shadow 2 holster. They do not exist because yeah. they get snapped up, right? This, this is a very popular pistol right now. Um, in Ipsic, this is the production pistol to get. Uh, so if, if I end up with two holsters for it, not such a big deal. One of them sells real quick. Yeah, but I, I think you should just get a Kraken for your Shadow 2 and be done with it. That's mm-hmm. another option. And then I fix this one and I sell that this one and uh, I get a Kraken. That's all right. You, you said it was like the, the four and aft on it was really good. The movement? Nothing. Like <sighs> zero. I need something that holds it really tightly in there because anytime you get a little like this is a heavy gun anytime you get a little bit of rock going on and I, i'm thinking like i go running with that thing it starts rocking about and it's gonna yeah. pop yeah. No, loose no, no, and it's no, gonna no, go for sure you want yeah it's gonna go visit the ground get me dq'd okay. i don't want okay. that to happen again no, nobody wants yeah nobody yeah you, don't, you do not want to have equipment that's okay we talked earlier about equipment not making that big a difference but okay crappy equipment can can scupper scupper somebody no matter how how good they are if it's you know falling scupper? apart dropping yeah scupper <laughs> <laughs> some sort of oh. nautical term i think Is it oh, from, the East Coast, nautical like? term, you know, from ontario yeah i don't know if i trust it whatever <laughs> kind of i'm old See, look at the weight in the chin. Yeah. All right. Hey, you didn't mention your uh, your ammo failures. Oh, yeah, right. <laughs> okay, so when you're um, loading ammunition for a match, it's good to check small details like the fact that there's actually primers in the cases. Oh. That is, that's a detail. 100% of the time, a lack of a primer will cause a stoppage. You bet. <laughs> not, a, not a terrible stoppage, but a stoppage, anyways. Well, yeah. So anyway, I've I um I loaded, I primed all these cases on the Dylan, and I've never really had a problem with priming on the Dylan, so I didn't think to check. Um, and funnily enough, after I was loading, I found like one case that was missing a primer. I'm like, oh, that's kind of odd. I didn't think to check the rest of my ammo until I got into the matches at milk and ran into some problems so then i stripped 
stripped all my ammo off the stripper clips and checked them all and found another oh, four they were cases. On stripper clips. I was wondering like, how come you didn't have like a, a ton of powder just like rolling around? In yeah, the yeah, ammo yeah, no, it's, yeah. So anyway, that was just a bit of an oops. It's and anyway, again, something I shook out before nationals happening at a, at a practice match, not annoying lesson learned happening at nationals. Yeah, that's, mm. that's way on. Well, it's all on me because I loaded the ammo, but that would really blow chunks so anyway yep. it is how it is so yeah check check your cases for primers stuff you should always <laughs> check your ammo for <laughs> matches anyway right every, like i i check that i check my nine mil because every once in a while i end up with a primer that's upside down <laughs> yeah it's <laughs> yeah. always like a click oh <laughs> you, really, you, you don't want that primer to go off when it's backwards yeah. <laughs> the bad things happen so yeah. yeah they never do but uh yeah you probably don't want that to happen. yeah it would be yeah all bad yep. so cool kelly uh what have you been doing lately i went and did the ccfr ladies day event at eosc on the weekend it was amazing we had 72 ladies there and they were all new guineas so they got to shoot pistols uh different How types many? of 72 Wow. We had we, 72 new shooters out? Yeah. So it was wow. actually, we were supposed to have 70, but we added two more. Um, so, and it was also this, so the CCFR is doing wild TV, right? You knew that, right? Yeah. So they were recording, yeah. they were recorded an episode of wild TV down uh, CCFR downrange is what it's called. So yeah, they, uh, we had 72 ladies there and we got to shoot or they got to shoot. They got to shoot uh, the pistols. The calibers were 22, nine millimeter, 38 and 45 ACP. So they really, really enjoyed that. Then they went over to the AR station and got to shoot ARs. And then they went and shot the SKSs. And then they were able to do 22 rifles as well and shotguns. We had a 20 gauge and a 12 gauge there. So for some reason, they really, really liked the 12 gauge and like the pump. They they kept wanting to shoot that one. I'm saying, well, there's a 20 here. It's a little less kick. No, I want that one is what they were saying. So it was awesome. I worked with them on the, the shotgun stage. They were all really, they were the happiest people I've ever seen in my whole entire life. They had a great time. So it was good. Pump, shotgun, um, pump shotguns are very satisfying to shoot. Yeah. Well, it, it was black, right? It, you got to rack and you hear, right? So I go, mm-hmm. this is badass, right? We had women that were, I don't know, right up to 75 years old doing it. And then they had a, I, there was no word of a lie. I had, the last woman I helped was, uh, she was probably about maybe four feet at that, if she had lifts on, right? Four, so, and she might have weighed 80 pounds, but she wanted to shoot the 12 gauge and she wanted to shoot the, at the pump. So I held the front of it. She pulled the tr- trigger. It was cute. And uh, she's a little Italian lady. And it was, she was one of my favorites. So uh, what else did I do? Um, I didn't do anything else, really. I've done a lot with the calendar. We're actually going to be uh, we're setting up shoots and different things like that. So the calendar's coming along nicely and by the way the expectation is that you all buy them right yes i guess it, it's it's paid off for me this year so I know. I oh you forgot to mention that <laughs> hey, Joe? I, I won another prize off the calendar <laughs> this one's for you remember the last one was the sensi uh you, yeah you got that fair. Yeah. and it was for amy and now this one's for you it's the Kevlar's yeah. gift certificate yeah, so, i don't go to Cabela's yeah. that often though really 
No, I go, I go there every couple weeks. That's what I was going to say. <laughs> Didn't you just buy the shotgun there? Yeah, I just bought that shotgun there. I could probably get some more 20-gauge ammo. I could probably get some more 12-gauge ammo. I could probably... There's lots of stuff I could get. Yeah, I'm figuring yeah. you could use that. So. Mm-hmm. Uh, what else? Yeah, that's about it. I am... What am I going to... Oh, the other thing is... Uh, also, I'm going to be going and doing either RO, taking some pictures. Don't say anything, Brian. Uh, at the... At the... Um, uh, still challenge that's going to be up in me for it as well. I just was talking to Ryan again, confirmed that I was going to be doing that to set everything up on practice score. So yeah, I got my invite. So I'm all set up for that. Yay. And someone's going to set the camera up before you take, start taking pictures. Shut up. And you'll like maybe check once in a while to see the yeah. pictures. Are, it's so are you going to run a red dot on your, uh, on your rifle? Sorry. Are you going to run a red dot on your rifle for the still challenge? Mm-hmm. No, I'm not. I'm ROing it. Oh, you're not shooting it. Okay. No, I'm ROing it and I'm doing the uh, some photos, uh, yeah, as well. Cool. Because, yeah, I think they're still looking for ROs as well. So if anybody's interested, contact Ryan. Yeah, that's it. All right. Cool. Cool. I'm going to jump back. Um, Adriel, I have a question. The, mm-hmm. the scope that you want to mount an arrow precision mount on, under, is it 25 mil or 30 mil? 30. Ah, this is a 25 yeah. mil. Oh, inferior. Sorry. Can't yeah. do it. <laughs> well, you, literally, you can't. <laughs> like, whether it's inferior or not. Well, I could. I could just wrap it. it and some duct tape until it gets to the correct diameter and then squeeze it on. I wouldn't recommend that. <laughs> so I'm going to stop taking <laughs> this mount off the optic because I will not be shipping it to you. I just thought of that as I was doing this. So, okay. Mm. Good, good thing to so check. So it's, it's a one and a half to four and it's 25. It's a one inch tube. Yeah, oh, pretty sure. Let me double check. I have a I have a measuring device here. Engineer should have a measuring device within arm's reach at all times. Yep, twenty five mil. Weird. Okay, is what it is. <sighs> I'll have to keep and my now search everybody on. knows as well, and they will buy that for you. Send a message to Brian Boulevard. Anyways, upcoming events. So three gun events. <laughs> So Adriel has taken a short route on this. He says, just go visit threegun.ca. Right? There's a bigger match in Grand Prairie this weekend coming up. And uh, yeah, I can't. I, can't. Yeah, I, uh, <laughs> I really pushed my luck. I really pushed my <laughs> luck on the family calendar this year. And uh, I'm not going to push it anymore. <laughs> yeah. All right. Maple Seed events, uh, check out uh, mapleseedreffleman.com. Right now, you're not going to find anything. So, And the reason is because we've just finished up the West Coast tour. Uh, we're now officially planning the fall events. So we were in discussion with a couple of ranges. And we'll let you know about those. Those are going to be GTA-ish, Southwestern Ontario, etc. So, so some ranges that I should care about is what yes. you're saying? Okay. Uh, and I added this one. Uh, Trevor's not here, but I thought we should actually talk about it because of the fact that it's on September 8th and 9th, and that's coming quite quickly. So at the Restigusha Balmoral Club, uh, which is Trevor's, there is an IPSC class that you can take with Canadian champ Alex uh, Burdett. And it, as I said, it's going to be on September 8th and 9th. The cost is $250 each day, by the way. It's 800 dro- 800 rounds per day as well. And you can send payment through uh, EMT to the rush to goosh gun club at gmail.com, or you can email them to register as well. So I thought we should probably talk about it since he's not on and it is, uh, you know, two weeks. Coming away. up quick. 
Yeah. All right. So if anybody does have events that they would like us to discuss or talk about or promote, just send us an email at slamfireradio.gmail.com and we'll put them up as well. And why don't we just move into news? Because that's actually what our main... Sorry. Yeah, hold on. We should talk about one other event that's not on the list. Um, The uh, Canadian Rimfire Precision Series uh, Championship match is coming up at the end of September 23rd and 24th at uh, Petawawa. Right. Mm. So if you want to go and register for that one, you actually join the Facebook group because they're talking about it on there as well. And it's, you can register through, register through practice score. Too. Yeah. So, yeah. Should be a lot of fun. I wish I could go, but you're not I'm going. No. Somebody else registered for that last night. Wasn't me. So. Yeah, somebody was posting about t- testing ammo and stuff, and they're that's where he is. Today. Yeah, I think good that's for him. His new, that's his new jam, by the way. Yeah, it's CRPS. It, yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah, it's a lot of fun. No, it's yeah. it's all good. I totally recommend it. If I wasn't doing other things um, that weekend, I would cons- I would still not be able to go because I'm spending a week in Ottawa in September, <laughs> and I'm not allowed to get away for a whole weekend. So that that's fine. So okay. All right. So when we, it's actually our main topic as well. And the reason is because there's been a lot of stuff in the news lately, uh, news, gun stuff uh, that's been happening uh, even today as well. So I do know that Adriel, you, you posted this uh, news topic about the straw purchaser. Yeah, we got a couple in here. Um, One of them, like the RCMP has been blaming this straw purchasing and the the CBC has been jumping on this as well. Hey, all these guns aren't coming from the U.S. anymore. They're coming from Canadian sources. And uh, the the data they have going on that is is pretty shaky uh, to start with. Um, It's influenced quite a bit by uh, one or two people. So there was one person, was this three years ago now, that bought like 40, half, yeah. 40 handguns and, and uh, sold them to criminals. And they, they found them because <laughs> how do you hide for the, all the cops have to say is like, hey, 40 handguns. Can we take a look at those? And he's like, oh, I don't have them anymore. And you should. And you get arrested. So <laughs> this is, we have a registry, right? This is like uh, uh, easy mode on uh, on capturing criminals. Uh, so they, they captured another straw purchase here just recently here. But the thing I don't like, uh, this this person had sold, uh, was it 16? 16 handguns? Yeah, 16. 16 handguns, and uh, they give them three and a half years. Uh, what's the point? I mean, like th- th- this is this is a, a pretty light sentence for someone who did a ton of harm, uh, sold a, a pile of guns to uh, criminals, and uh, and then the the, the, the Potential for harm is then magnified, and they got three and a half years. What's the point? We don't need additional laws on this. This is just like you caught them. It was easy. You have the database. You can look at the person and say, like, uh, what are you doing with these uh, four locks? I don't have any more. Oh, okay. Well, we're charging you, and now you're going to jail, and we found some We found some of these guns at, <laughs> in the drug dens and that kind of thing. Like, this is, uh, this is super easy to do for them. So it, why go with such a light sentence? It used to be five years mandatory, but uh, it was challenged and it was reduced to three and a half years. I, I think I actually looked on this article and it said said it was the minimum was like three or something like that, wasn't it? Yeah. So, so minimum three. They gave three and a half. What the heck? Why? Why go so low on 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 this uh, on this penalty? This is a super easy thing to track. This is a super easy thing to prosecute on. Why go with a light penalty? The, the, the potential for risk is high. If you're saying the potential risk is high and these uh, illegal handguns are a problem, 
why make straw straw purchasing such a, a lucrative and uh, lightly penalized uh, crime? Mm-hmm. Exactly. What, what this, gets- this is worth it at this point. Like this is this is uh, better to do than drug dealing. You'll get you'll, you'll get a, a, a higher penalty Adriel, for it. Adriel, no. <laughs> what what gets me is okay. We 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 have a registry which is supposed to inhibit this sort of thing. Right. Who's not checking that somebody is buying that many handguns and going, hey, by the way, we should check this person out to make sure they're not. They can't say that person is automatically doing something wrong by buying 40 handguns or whatever the number is. Mm-hmm. But right. it's it, it's in the act that the CFO's office can go and check this stuff out. Right. Like, yeah, there's I a certain number. Like, well, Adriel, yeah. did. Mm-hmm. Last year, you bought, I think, three or four at the same time. Didn't you get a phone call? Fine. I I bought five at the same time, and I did. And they got flagged, and they were not approved speedily. And and like a week later, I'm like, what is going on? How come these guys didn't approve this? And they called me up and and asked me. I went through an enhanced screening, I think, is is, is what that was, Um, which is good. Like this is this is not rocket science. You've got a big database of purchases in it. Go hire like go hire the worst uh, uh, data scientist from a bank, and they will like revolutionize your database and your your data mining because they have all the data on these purchases. It would yep. be nothing to get someone and say like put some basic algorithms on here and flag anything that looks suspicious. Banks have been doing this for a while. You, you know, used to used to be if you go to Mexico and you start using your debit card, oh, now your bank's flagged you for suspicious behavior. Yeah, that's now sucks. it's even better. <laughs> now, like recently, I called my bank and I'm like, hey, I'm gonna go, I'm gonna go to the. I think it was when I was going to uh, New Brunswick. I'm gonna go to New Brunswick, and they're like, no, it's okay. Our algorithms like can figure that out and 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 know that you're just going on a trip and hire one of those guys, put them on this database, and you're good to go. You'll you'll find all the straw purchasers. Yeah. Yeah, it's it's absolutely silly that um, it took them that long. They had to get embarrassed because of it, uh, and and have this this guy, these guns from this this guy who uh, who sold forty of them to to criminals uh, show up at crime scenes before they're like, oh wait a minute, <laughs> maybe hmm. we should do something about this. Hmm. I think that uh, their statistics are a little skewed, but I don't think there is. The, the statistics on it are bad as well. Yeah. But they could be like, we need no new laws for them to, to enforce this. They have all the data. They have the mandate yeah. to do something with the data, do something with the data. Yeah. So length of sentence. I would, I would like to see a, a, a longer sentence for this type of crime. I, I don't agree with mandatory min- minimums because it's, it's an e- taking an easy way of taking the brains out of sentencing. But mm-hmm. to me, this is a serious crime and deserves a serious punishment. Absolutely. Yeah. It it needs to be more than three and a half years. Yeah. Because none of us, we're all big fans of guns. We think people should have guns. We don't think criminal people should have guns. That's, you know, because we all mm-hmm. use guns for non-criminal things. Yes. We're big on not committing crimes. Yeah. It's, it's yeah. a good thing. Yeah. I, yeah. I like that. Yeah. I like that. That's one of the things I like about you. That I'm not a criminal. The, the, Thank you. Yeah, I like the not committing crime part. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> that's my favorite part. <laughs> like, and it's not even that I'm like I'm not getting caught. I'm like just not committing crime. Not committing that's, crime. I'm just I not know. committing crime. Yeah, it's, it's called crazy. integrity. Anyways, all right. Yeah, I know, right? Uh, yeah. Hmm. All right. So one of the other things that we wanted to talk about was Rod and Tracy uh, from the CCFR, Rod Giltaka, and also Tracy Wilson uh, have been on several radio shows and inter- doing 
interviews recently, uh, there was a couple that were that were recently done with respect to, uh, well, we wanted to talk about it. Montreal and Toronto, both uh, their city councils have expressed that they would like to see a uh, handgun ban. And uh, so the CCFR has been approached by several news, news agencies to, to come into interviews. So there was a recent one that, uh, did you guys get a chance to listen to that? I listened to it last night. Adrian. I listened to Rods because yeah. um, that was on the CCFR podcast. And I was, I was helping out right. with, uh, with posting that one. And I think I listened to a bunch of, tra- I, I think I listened to the whole one of Tracy's as well. Mm-hmm. Yeah. There was one that he did with uh, uh, Mike Smith from, from, uh, Vancouver, I think it is. Uh, and yeah, actually Mike was a little, I think Mike was a little perturbed. One reason is because of the fact that he was trying to get a dialogue between people who were pro gun or and anti gun. So he had Rod on it to explain, uh, basically about firearms and he discussed the recent, um, um, the, ban that was being asked for by both Montreal and and Toronto City Council. Mm -hmm. So what they did was they actually did a poll and their poll, by the way, when he did the interview, the poll was still in effect. Uh, So what they saw with respect to the poll was that there was more people saying that that we should have a full handgun ban. So Rod came on to actually talk about that. Um, But, and as I said, when the poll was finished, it was about 50, 50 that, uh, that, they poll showed but rod he did a really really good job with respect to actually describing and uh, giving definitions for example um, mike was consistently using the term assault rifle um so he explained what an assault rifle was the fact that Mm -hmm. it hasn't been illegal in canada for quite some time uh and also uh there was a few callers that called in but every single one of them were um callers that had supported the fact that uh, they didn't want the handgun ban um there was a a police officer who called in uh there was an emt uh sorry not emt emergency um uh, room doctor as well and what they were actually referring to was the problem is not specifically not legal handgun or legal you know gun owners it's uh the crime, the people, the people we were just talking about, the people that are using firearms in a way that, as a weapon, in an illegal way, whether it's to, uh, in gangs or committing crimes. So, yeah, there was a, there's actually a, a shooting just here recently in Edmonton, and one of my st- one of my staff was in the condo building where the shooting happened, and it was a, a gang, one gang yeah. member shot another in the in the in the parking lot, and it's like stuff stuff happens all the all the time, right, and it's. Uh, you can be willing to bet that gang member does not have an RPAL and an ATT and yeah. <laughs> an ATT to the parking lot and all this right. other kind of stuff, right? So what we're also seeing is I, I seen pictures on, on Facebook and other places as well. We're seeing like, for example, Canadian tires are saying that they're not going to be uh, stocking any ammo anymore, selling it out final, final sale, et cetera. Um, they're not walking into Canadian Tire to get ammo. Sorry, uh, they're not walking into you know a Walmart or or any other mm-hmm. place to get the this ammo either. So, people, I and again, it's going back to they want to help. They want to see you know they want. Obviously, we don't want to see people being shot either. Um, but there's other things that we need to do other than ban ammo sales or or handguns. It's not ban handguns from the people who already couldn't own them. Because yeah. that's not going to help. 
right? And it's not going to help. So, for example, go after the straw purchaser or, and again, those statistics are a little skewed, but, or also add officers for, you know, CBSA or uh, it's, you know, and yeah. man, they, more they, they can't, they can't talk about the, the harm uh, as, uh, as such an extreme thing and then give a straw purchaser three and a half years for selling 16 illegal handguns. If those right. legal handguns have a high risk of harm. They need to. Uh, penalize people appropriately and uh, th- it doesn't look like they are. No, they're not. And the other thing is too, what we're seeing is with respect to these people that are using them in the illegal way, they're actually, we need to start working on why they're doing it with respect to their thinking. Um, how do we, how do we combat that? So can we be more proactive with things like, for example, you know, more youth services in the, the city, uh, I don't know, drop-in centers and different things, things for them to do as diversion as opposed to actually, because yeah, because mm-hmm. if not, they're going to come see me. Yeah. Yeah. You, you know, one of, like just on, on Rod and Tracy being on these radio shows, um, I, I took a look at the other Facebook groups of the other, uh, the other gun groups. I didn't see any of them doing these kinds of things. And it's like, I'm okay. glad, I'm glad we've got Rod and Tracy doing this because they're both really well-spoken. Um, yeah. They're not just like random people off the street. They have good training. They put they put together a really logical argument, and uh, I'm really happy that they're uh, they're repping us on uh, on the radio and that kind of thing. Yeah, they were very well spoken. I uh, mm-hmm. I listened to a couple of interviews. Really, really, really well done. So good on them. All right, uh, I did put this in, so I wanted to talk about this but uh why don't we actually move it to the end actually because we can go in and do we're going to talk about the little contest we'll move that to the end because we're on a we're on a roll with uh other things right now so Mm -hmm. the rcp rcmp commissioner uh so you put this in it's uh, not a sure handgun ban is the answer to violence so uh do you want to talk about that and i as well yeah, so I don't know how like hopeful to be about this because sometimes they say like, oh, we're not sure about this, and then they just change their minds and, and say like, right. actually, we are sure, ban everything. Um, but uh, long story short, the RCMP commissioner is not sure that the handgun ban is the answer to gun violence. Um, uh, these this recent uh, 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 shootings that we've had here, a lot of them weren't done with legal handguns or anything like that. So it's uh, yeah, it is it is hard to uh, to take a look at. Uh, one of the quotes he has here: the bottom line is one t- one life taken by one handgun is one life too many. So we definitely need to look at alternative ways of dealing with that situation. I don't think that's actually the case. I think like it, it, as soon as you say one life is too many, uh, a lot of things get banned. Uh, swimming pools get banned. Uh, cars get banned. Uh, uh, there's lots of things in life that uh, that could potentially uh, take take a life, and uh, everything has to to be examined with the uh, potential for risk and the potential for benefit that it carries with it. And uh, okay. so I think I think this uh, one life is too many thing is uh, is the wrong way to approach anything. Really, uh, I wouldn't want to see. Uh, I think the the statement in in the uh, free economics book is that. Uh, a swimming pool is twice, three times as likely to kill a child as, as having a firearm in the home. Uh, but you don't see us banning swimming pools. No. And uh, I think like if someone wants to have a, a 200 horsepower motorcycle, like they're allowed to have that. We don't uh, we don't ban things just just for the sake of it, just because one life is too many, because uh, 
uh, it's a wrong tack to take. The right the right tack to take is uh, uh, we examine the risk and we examine the benefit and we uh, we make our decisions based off that. So already, uh, like even though this is supposed to be like a, a, a win for us, I'm looking at this and and saying um, th- this person's in the wrong mind like wrong mind space anyways. So uh, I'm not sure that this is a a, a stroke for in, in the win column for us at all. Uh, well, in saying, some sorry, go ahead. I was- I was going to say that uh, the police chief, the police chief conference that they were, that they were discussing uh, these things at, they were pretty much in agreement that they have to actually have a new approach with respect to gang violence. They have to do something about it because this is ridiculous. Well, it is, and like the, our our murders are up recently here, but they're still not up at like U.S. levels. They're still like actually no. fairly low historically. You look at you look at the uh, the trend, and uh, basically since the '90s, things have been on the downswing. Right. Um, that's and that's before um, what was it C sixty eight? What was the bill that uh, entered in the new uh, uh, gun control uh, ninety in ninety five? It, it, it was going down before then it's been going down since then, which is like in line with basically every other uh, developed country since the nineties. We've all seen uh, Australia, UK, the Canada, we've all seen uh, crime reduced over that time. Some of us with gun control laws, some of them without or the opposite. And uh, yeah. we've just all seen uh, reducing crime. Um, you know, that's improved policing. That's um, uh, uh, better economies. That's a lot of different reasons for that, that are, that are tied in. that are just more important than gun control. Uh, okay. <laughs> I was just, there is an increase in more violent crimes though. Correct. Yeah. And that's like over the v- like recent, recent term here. Yes. Correct. Yeah. And that is also one reason is because of the fact that we've seen a high. So for example, in your area, so Edmonton, Calgary, Calgary, especially what we're seeing is more gangs. Um, oh yeah. Huge influx, right? So we have a lot of, of uh, Aboriginal gangs uh, now that weren't there before. Uh, so there's uh, Chinese gangs as well. Um, so what we're seeing is a huge influx of gangs also what we're also seeing is with respect to like ottawa where the news make or the news the uh the lawmakers are uh we're seeing huge uh, uh amount of gang activity there as well so yeah it's those politician these- gangs we got to watch out for i know they're, eh? they're the worst <laughs> but what we're all so seeing is we're seeing a reduction in in ways to combat that as well um Two years ago, they cut the gangs, guns and gang unit in Ottawa. Like, they're reactionaries instead of being proactive. And that has an impact, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, exactly. So, yeah, we need. So, you know what? The liberals promised. How much did they promise to go towards guns and gangs? 300 million? 300 million. Yeah. They, you know, put your money where your mouth is. Although that's taxes. Um, but still. Uh, it'd be good to see that, right? Obviously, we would like to see. I mean, that. if my tax money has got to go with something, I guess you know, guns and gangs, 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 gangs. is uh, is where I'd like to see that money going towards. Not yeah. to the gangs, to the to fighting against the gangs. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I, I was going to call you on that. Thank you. Yes, <laughs> yes, combating gangs. Yes, that would be uh, criminal gangs. Criminal. Maybe gangs. maybe I'm just like way too libertarian, but I would see like legalizing more drugs would completely pull below the stuffing out of these gangs. A lot of these gangs are fighting over turf. 
uh, drug turf in their areas. And uh, what if drugs weren't illegal? Then they wouldn't have anything to fight over. We'd not have this problem. We would not have to throw money against this war on drugs, which is uh, uh, not working. <laughs> we're not winning at that. And Actually, uh, yeah. I had a, a staff meeting today with respect to opiates and fentanyl totally off the topic, but it is actually going to what you just said. We're not winning the war. And that's what we said as well. So Narcan and all, all that, that we're using to combat that right now, it used to be actually the number one or sorry, the number three killer for um, people was accidental or overdoses, right? Mm-hmm. So opiates, fentanyl and all that. It's now number one, it's replaced car accidents. So hmm. we're not winning the war on drugs. That's so- it. So cars have gotten safer. That's what you're saying. No, you're still (laughs) killing just as many, right? But now it's drugs. And by the way, you should see where guns is on that. Whoa. Right. So. Yeah. Again, this is, this is a very libertarian uh, approach to it, but I would just rather see them all legalized. If people want to do fentanyl, just, you know what it would like, considering what I have to pay for insurance, theft insurance, uh, damages and that kind of thing. Uh, uh, and and uh, uh, prison. Uh, uh, well, we hey. put all these people in prison, and it I costs a lot of money. Okay, you need a job too, but <laughs> but like, why why wouldn't we just uh, uh, make a suburb in Edmonton that has a whole oh, bunch of free no, housing and no, a big pile oh, no. of fentanyl? And uh, if you want to go do drugs, go over there. Please don't please don't steal my car or like mess with my stuff. My insurance rates will be lower, and maybe I'll come out on top on the end. Too libertarian. This is like a movie. It's horrible. Okay, we're off topic for guns, anyways. Something else. Oh my gosh, that's Uh, horrible. Yeah. All right, I'll take the next one here. The liberals are playing dishonest games with stats. No, really. shocking shocking so one of the ones and actually uh, someone shared this at work was the uh, Brady campaign in the U.S. They had mentioned. uh, children, uh, eight eight children per day get killed uh, uh, by firearms. Yeah. Um, and they made it, they made it sound like now if you watch the commercial, it's like an eight year old talking about like, oh, dad, I know where your gun is, and as of course it's loaded or it's not loaded. Oh, I found the ammo and all this kind of stuff. Now, interesting fact. Okay, so the commercial is about an eight year old who who finds his dad's gun and and whatever how the risk is associated with that. Uh, right. The Brady campaign considers children to include children eighteen and nineteen years old. Huh. Uh, was it 18 and 19 or is it, I know that. 18 mm-hmm. Oh, those are children. Odd. Now, if you, the, the stats that they pulled, yes, uh, eight, eight children, uh, uh, die per year. If you count 18 and 19 year olds, if you take those out, it cuts it in half. Oh, that's interesting. And then, uh, if you look at the 15 to 19 year old, uh, age group, that's really where uh, most of the damage is done, right? Because that's where uh, they have some kids starting to get into gangs, right? You don't like you, you. don't have to be an adult to get into a gang. By the way, you don't have to be eighteen. You can be uh, fifteen, eight. sixteen, seventeen, and uh, or or eight. Um, but yeah. most um, long story short, when you look at the stats that uh, that kind of, that kind of commercial where they're they're showing an, an eight or or a nine year old, that's not actually happening to nearly the the statistics that they're that they're pulling from. You right. typically we're talking about. Um, teenagers who are getting into gangs and uh, and shooting each other up in the states, and that's right. really where it's coming from. It, it's still right. something that we have to stop, but it, it is very much a gang problem, very much a, a teenagers in gangs problem than it is a, a necessarily like a gun problem, right? Yeah, 
Yeah, I know that the the statistics that they ran, I think it was six months ago where they reported it, it was youth. And they didn't say children, they said youth. And I think it was uh, up to age 25, I think, that they were. <sighs> yeah, yeah. The, I, I do remember that age, but I think they said children. I don't think yeah. they said youth. I think Yeah, yeah the, the dishonesty in, uh, in in the statistics that they use is is abhorrent. It's it's so, so dishonest, like including 18 and 19 year, old, 19 year olds. And I've seen up to 21 um, often yeah. they'll conflate uh, gun violence with suicides, with just like everything. Oh, there was a paintball. That was a gun incident. And uh, the, the the gun stats that are getting pulled out uh, these days, liberals or um, in the States with the Brady campaign are are just absolutely ridiculous. Yeah. The, the intellectual honesty is gone. When PolitiFact is calling out your campaign as untrue you know you know you're 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 pulling some bs on them because they're typically pretty pretty left-leaning for uh uh for a website right yeah so yeah how can they be more truthful then the problem is that you're trying like the the they're not going into this with a from a standpoint of let's see what's happening they're going into this with a from a standpoint of i believe this and I'm going, I want to be reassured that this is the case. Uh, everyone does this. This is like a natural human phenomenon. You want to be uh, reaffirmed. You want to be, you right. want to have your, your beliefs affirmed that they're, that they're correct. You're not looking for something that might actually, right, say that it's not your, what you believe is, is not true. Yeah. And if you argue with enough people, you get to a point where you will pull the, the, fact that will most support your your belief even if it's not truish fake news yep. yeah. yeah yeah hey you know what the world is flat just saying <laughs> well no and, and people people will will um use any means to just to to get the end that they want that's true and that that's part of you know um using skewed statistics um taking uh... numbers and basically taking them out of context Right. We're it's not also, adding enough context in to really. Right. So it's, for, you're it's, saying it's on pr- it's on purpose because the, oh, yeah. the right. means justify well, co- the ends, right? Oh, yeah. No, that's so, totally what I mean. Statistics yeah. are meant for whoever is using that statistics. So, for example, if you're running a poll and I said to Adriel, I said, Adriel, would you be in favor? Yes or no. And it's percentage wise of banning all, you know assault rifles and if you don't know much about it you'd say of course i am right so but then you add well assault rifles have been prohibited in canada for how many years right oh yeah no there's it's it's relatively easy to skew the results based on the way you word the question so exactly word the question now (laughs) um newspapers are in decline right now uh a lot of the newspapers are running polls on this on on their websites I think they're just looking for some views. I think some of these mm-hmm. guys are real desperate for views on their uh, on their websites. <laughs> they're running yeah. polls because they want them to be brigaded. Like the brigading is when uh, the antis share it on their Facebook groups. The pro gunners share it on their Facebook groups. Everyone shares it on their Facebook group. And all of a sudden, uh, Podunk uh, newspaper who's seeing their revenues decline month after month. and <laughs> It's getting real yeah. desperate. Uh, starts to see some traffic off of uh, some of these polls and they're like, oh boy, this is what we've needed. <laughs> so uh, I think we're, we're, we are playing into, uh, into the um, like newspapers hands a little bit. And when we, when we do these polls, because uh, 
they're they're desperate for views at this point. And that that view where someone comes in, clicks yes or clicks no, and then leaves still counts as someone who went to that website and saw their advertisers' ads. Right. Yeah, you're mm-hmm. absolutely right. And and the other thing too is if if a newspaper or news agency has a poll and they don't like how it goes, they're free to they just bury it. It doesn't they go anywhere. It. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It doesn't matter. It just doesn't get used. So yeah. 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 I mean, uh, Greg was mentioning something on the, on the YouTube. It's just that, like when you, when you search for um, stats that support your own belief, that just entrenches you more in your own beliefs. Yeah. It supports uh, it. Yeah. I think uh, some people on Facebook will delete people who don't agree with them. And I've the opposite. I love to have people from uh, opposing viewpoints on my Facebook because uh you can like the the danger with new social media these days is you get a real risk of getting into an echo chamber and just hearing your opinion parroted back to you by people who think the same thing. And then you get to a point where you think this is how everyone thinks, but it isn't. And you're actually not hearing uh, what the general populace or or what the opposing viewpoints are. So I think it's still really important to, to hear that kind of stuff. Right. I mean, if, if you went to a small town coffee shop, you'd probably hear a, a variety of viewpoints. You go on your Facebook right now, you probably don't. Yeah, depends. And and the 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 uh, a similar thing is if you are on your social media and constantly harping on your political view of something, you are not going to get people who do not share your view. They're going to just tune you out because right. that's all you talk about. And yeah. they're just going to be like, I, I'm tired of this. I need, I need something else. So it's, yeah. it's hard to be, don't be monolithic in your thinking and your posting, listen to opposing views and talk about different things. Don't be just totally hardcore on one thing all the time. So, yeah, I think most, most people aren't willing to have their viewpoints changed. So, um, we can only change like a, a very few number of viewpoints out there and we can only really change them by being open to, uh, open to listening and open to other people's opinions. Right. And, and, and like having a, 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 a intellectually honest, uh, argument, <laughs> yeah. like the, the problem I have with these, uh, with these stats that, uh, that are being valued out is, uh, they're not intellectually honest and they start out that way there. There's really nowhere. You can't go argue with the Brady campaign about their stats because <laughs> you're not going to convince anyone over there of anything. So, uh, so there's not really much of a point. You might as well um discuss with someone who's who's um open to opinions and but you have to be open as well right yep absolutely yep. all right so the other th- thing that has been we we already talked about it a little bit was this several city councils have passed uh, uh motions to pressure feds to ban handguns the last time i looked though right handgun laws or laws are federal correct so these yes. yeah toronto montreal it's still important because if enough of them do it, the federal government could say like, oh, well, start all these so. cities are asking us to do something. Now we have to take action and do something, even if like these cities are doing it as a, a, a political PR play. They have no power to do this. Uh, the gang violence in their city is uh, not done with legal handguns. So... Uh, <laughs> This is all just a a very terrible PR play that's uh, that's acting out against us right now. Mm-hmm. Yep. So, a lot of people who are misinformed because again, they want to help, right? Yeah, I mean, it, they see uh, they see violence in their cities, 
okay. from gangs and they okay. see them being committed by handguns and they're like obvious let's <laughs> just yeah, ban these well, things and, and they're also <laughs> the, the people on these council members are also victims of the media and yep. the 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 false statistics produced by um the rcmp where if, if we can't figure out where a crime gun has come from domestically sourced that's that's what we say that so i mean they, they have that bias within their own statistics and how they're recorded so it says, oh, well, half of all crime guns are domestically sourced. So if we eliminate domestic sources of handguns, half of the handguns will go away. Half the gun crime will go away, which is false on a, on a number of fronts um, where there is a demand, a supply will be met. Yep. The United States is not the only place that manufactures handguns. Um, there's there's what's called brush fire wars in small countries all over the world. Um, and they're not getting guns from American manufacturers or coming from other sources. Um, those guns can end up with criminals in North America quite easily. Well, aren't drugs illegal? Like, that, how, how's that? How's that working out? All the really good <laughs> ones are. Yes. Yeah, all the really good <laughs> like, ones like if wait it's till October eighteenth. Anyways, <laughs> it, it's it's illogical that we would say. Uh, we've lost the war on drugs. We're legalizing marijuana because it's too easy to buy anyways and everyone's got it. And then on the same hand saying uh, <laughs> banning handguns is going to do something against this. It's, it's illogical. It's yeah. I, I don't understand the um, the human condition that suggests that banning something is going to prevent it from getting in the hands of anybody. It's well, it worked, for, uh, worked for prohibition in alcohol, right? Uh, yeah, not, not so hot. Yeah, no. Yeah. Uh, yeah, no. Yeah. H- history does not prove, does not show that you can ban any substance and people will actually not have it. It actually makes it worse. Yep. Quite honestly, it does. Yeah. Especially something where it's, it's not, um, super, super difficult to make or import or, or any of these things. Right. So, um, we're talking about opiates and, uh, uh, how how much cargo is actually checked on the way into Canada? Well, a, a fraction of a percent. Okay, if one of those gets through and it's got like a sea can of fentanyl coming through, that's enough for the whole country. I mean, you you can't stop such a thing. Um, if a if a firearm is a simple mechanical device that we've been making for hundreds of years, and a magazine is a simple mechanical device that we've been making for hundreds of years, how are you going to stop this? You can't. Nah, you, 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 can't. you make it illegal for the people who shouldn't have it. And when you find them with it, you charge them with it and you right. charge them properly. You don't give someone who gave away 16 guns to criminals three and a half years. You give them something that's uh, commensurate to the crime and, and commensurate to the risk. And uh, you move on with your lives. It's, it's simple police work. It's been working since the 90s. It's been uh, reducing our crime ever since. So, you know, keep keep on doing that. Yeah. And in, in a sense, the idea of... Um, preventing law-abiding citizens from having handguns um, is probably a worse sentence than that gun trafficker got. Yep. Yeah. When you think of ev- like, uh, what is it? We're at like 2 million uh, uh, yeah. pal here in Canada and, and uh, yeah. close to a million on, uh, on our pal. Is it a million? 800,000? Something like that. Something sure. like that. Yeah. yeah. Uh, uh, you're punishing us, us all because of this person who you sentenced to three and a half years. Like how about you give them a, a bigger sentence for breaking the law instead of, uh, you know, hurting the rest of us. Yeah. Yeah. The people who haven't done anything wrong. 
punish them. Don't punish the actual criminal. It makes no sense. Nope. Now, anyway, I, I think we're digressing. Yeah. Probably. We we're not really. <laughs> we're not. We're not making any points. I don't think that uh, Minister Goodell is listening to this podcast. Hey, you never know. Possible, uh, but yeah. Yeah. Doubtful. Doubtful. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. All right. One final piece of news that we want to talk about is August 31st is, you know, approaching fast. So we do have a Slamfire Radio logo contest that we're currently running. Uh, we want your submissions, so send them to slamfireradio at gmail.com. Uh, we have a few people that have submitted them already. We would like to see more, and then we can choose. It needs to be something that's going to be Adriel, why didn't you explain what we're actually looking for? Because you've been trying to get some stuff made with the designs. Something printable. <laughs> it's got to go on a t-shirt really well. The thing I like about this uh, Project Appleseed one is it's two color. It's black and red and it's simple and it prints and it's readable. So <laughs> real, real tall uh, order. Uh, something that's uh, a one-to-one ratio. So it can be square or it could be wide uh, would be ideal because then you can use it on square spots and wide spots wide spots yep yep and uh that's the old one by the way just saying the old project appleseed one yep the new one's not like that i like the shirt anyways whatever i like it it's perfect though yeah anyways that's the that's the requirements for our uh uh logo something that's uh simple uh easy to print and uh yeah is, is, is there like a theme that we're going with on this or you guys are going with on this? Well, we're a, gun, a podcast, gun podcast. Okay. and okay. we talk about guns. So that should be part of. Yeah, it. we are Canadian, but we have lots of American listeners as well. So yep. some of that. Uh, cool. Make it printable easily. And then, yeah. So the winners, what they're going to get is they're going to get a gift certificate for the Calgary Shooting Center. I believe they also get a, uh, a whole know. bunch of swag. Yeah, a whole bunch of swag. So, yep. yeah. All right. And the uh, pride, the pride question, associated question. with having that. Yep. Do, 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 do you guys have the ability? I'm, I'm saying you guys since I'm just the temp to just look at like the best aspects of several of them and just plagiarize them and make a new one and just keep the gift certificate for yourselves. <laughs> <laughs> That's dishonest. Remember, we talked about integrity. I like where you're going, Brian, but. <laughs> I think it would send a bad message. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, it might it might disincentivize people from actually participating. Is what you're saying? Okay, so just to clarify, that will not the people who submit their work will not be plagiarized and they will not be ripped off. Essentially, probably yeah. not. Yeah. <laughs> okay. All right. Cool. All right. Okay. So why don't we go with listener feedback, the YouTube version of listener feedback. Uh, Adriel, can you do that? I just need to. Yeah. Greg was mentioning uh, domestically sourced. uh, The the statistics that we have here in Canada, domestically sourced also includes firearms used in suicides. Uh, That firearm is considered a crime gun. So uh, wherever, and uh, Kelly and I were talking about this before the uh, show. Um, There's actually a lot of uh, older men uh, typically that uh, uh, choose to uh, commit suicide with firearms. And uh, that's there's a couple of reasons behind that. We don't have do we have legal euthanasia yet in Canada? No, no. I think that should be a thing uh, that would uh, give people an avenue, which they're clearly taking on in their own hands at this point. Um, 
that that's one one cause of these uh, domestically sourced uh, crime guns is is uh, uh, people choosing to uh, to uh, end their lives. Um, and then uh, he was also mentioning here that three and a half years per firearm might be a better option. Yeah, I mean, uh, sixteen firearms that could potentially uh, get out there and, and be used by criminals to uh, uh, rob or uh, or murder people. Yeah, I think uh, three and a half years for sixteen of those is a little bit too light. That's what like two two months each. Yep. Two months each firearm. It's, it's too light. I yeah. don't know. Nah, I don't know. <laughs> so yeah, I agree. And 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 Greg is smart because he he uh, supports my uh, deep finger in the trigger on on the rifle. Too. <laughs> yes, he does. What was he saying there? Welcome to the dark side, Brian. I run my X ninety five and my XCR with the same grip that way. Yeah. Now Greg has also a military history, so he may have actually been trained that way. I I don't mm. know. Mm. I'm sure he'll pipe up with an answer to that. I'm sure he briefly. will too. Yeah. Stacy also says she likes your your shirt. I like your shirt too. I was just saying it was the older one. Just saying. Anyway, still like it. It's okay to like old things. It's I, fine. Yeah, there's you with that beard. Okay. <laughs> I thought the beard was new. No, the beard's new, but it makes yeah. him look old. All right. Yeah. Well, looking old and being old are two different things, Kel. Yeah. All right. Yeah. Anyways, <laughs> <laughs> my age starts with a lower digit than yours. You're right. Yeah. So there. Uh, like in in a sense, you're like a whole decade older than me, Kel. You're yeah. Mm-hmm. All right, <laughs> listener feedback. I'm moving on. Uh, <laughs> listener feedback is sponsored by Highlander Tactical. Uh, why don't you go to their website uh, at HighlanderTactical.com and check out their supply of both inside and outside the waistband holsters today. Use That's the promo code. <laughs> Use the promo code SLAMFIRE, all one word in capital letters, to check out and save 10% on your order. So, yes, get the Kraken, please. Everybody else is getting one, apparently, too. We have no listener feedback. That's it. None this week, but I'd like I'd still like to hear from you guys whether I should get the Shadow 2 holster or the Glock oh, right. holster. Yes. Yeah. yeah. Let me know. And, yeah. And if you have any opinions about what we just discussed as the main topic as well, you can send us uh, a note with that as well. So send it to slamfireradio at gmail.com. iTunes, guess what? Chicken butt. Yeah, chicken butt. None. Absolutely zero. Nobody wants to talk to us other than Greg. Hi, Greg. Well, no, that's iTunes. Nobody wants to deal with iTunes. Well, it's iTunes or pod, uh, Beanpod. Is it Beanpod? Or I don't know. Yeah. Sketcher. Any of those. Nobody wants to call so give us a review sketchers shoes we're on stitcher oh that's it (laughs) (laughs) yeah that's it Uh, greg was mentioning that the x95 has an 11 pound trigger so it makes sense when shooting a figure 12 Uh, not so much for precision but for combat style shooting it's good enough there you go sure all right, but we do want to hear from you on iTunes too, because the more that you actually give us reviews, the more that we'll get noticed, the more that people uh, will hear us and and all that. I know that a lot of people don't really like iTunes, so if you prefer other methods of communication or reviews, use those. We'd like to hear from you. All right, we now come to the shoutouts portion of the show. Adriel, got anything? I got nothing this week. All right, Brian. I it's been so long that I don't remember how this works. So no, I got nothing. No. All right. I'm going to give it two shout outs. So all the ladies of the CCFR that helped out this past weekend at the most amazing event ever. Uh, I just want to say thank you. We had a, a lot of guys work in the line too. So 
thank you. Uh, but I also wanted to give a little shout out to Filthy as well. Uh, I was able to get all our targets for Project Maple Seed. So actually, I really have to give Tracy Wilson a shout out too, because she brought them all from the East Coast. And yeah, I'm still waiting for my, my mug though. Tracy didn't give it to me. So I'm getting that <coughs> soon. I'm the only one that doesn't have a slam fire mug. All right. Patreon. We have 90 supporters. Holy crap. Uh, <laughs> that's a lot. Uh, but we don't have any new Patreonies this, this week. So uh, Patreon, if you want to actually help us out with that, you go on to patreon.com uh, and backslash Slamfire Radio. Uh, if you want to contribute monthly, what it does is it allows us to come out and, and do this to you. Like chat, right? Yeah. Pays, helps pays. with hosting costs. Hosting. Helps with... Uh planist from uh, one side of the country to the other uh if you're on patreon we'll uh send you a patch and a sticker and maybe a t-shirt and that kind of stuff as well yeah yep yep and at some point we're gonna have some more content for you guys so we have to it's summer that it's summer i'm just saying it sucks all right um yeah we're what we'd like you to do is it's awkward so that means it's the end of the show so uh <laughs> <laughs> Please join one of our national firearms associations, such as the CCFR. They do lots of ladies' events, by the way. Awesome. And check us out on Gun Owners of Canada. We do have a thread there. Chat with us. Because I post all the stuff, or if I miss it, Adriel posts it. And then we can chat with you about all of uh, our, our, well, anything, really. Whether it's the shows or if you want to just chat with us. Um, and also... Check us out on Facebook. We are at 1963, which is a good year. I wasn't born yet then. So. We're- <laughs> <laughs> Thanks. Thanks for letting us know. Yeah. Uh, we're close to 2000. We really need to do something for 2000. And that's it. Anybody have anything they want to say before we say goodnight for the night? Good night for the night. Good night, everybody. Goodnight. All the listeners and watchers. Everybody, yes. And Trevor, I hope you find your sword or whatever you're looking for. He's not looking for the sword. He's looking for treasure. treasure. Buried pirate treasure. Treasure. For real. Buried. buried. Not buried. 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 <laughs> yes. Wow. And we hope you come back next week. <laughs> All right, everybody. Say goodnight. Good night. So if you have any comments or questions for the show, please send an email to slamfireradio at gmail.com. Now go grab a gun and shoot something. When the talking is over, it's time to get a gun.